Welcome to Christian Financial Perspectives, where you're invited to gain insight, wisdom, and knowledge about how Christians integrate their faith, life, and finances with a biblical worldview. Here's your host, Christian investment advisor, financial planner, and coach, Bob Barber. Welcome to another episode of Christian Financial Perspectives. I want to give you a quick warning for those of you who may want to turn away because today's program could save you several to many thousands of dollars in taxes. So if you don't want to listen, if you like paying more in taxes than you need to. So we'll give you guys just a couple seconds to turn away or turn off the episode. All right, if you're still here, here we go, Bob. I guess they want to save money in taxes. <laughs> I guess they huh? want to save money in All taxes. Right. All right. And before we get started, it's important to know that uh, these tax strategies that we're going to give you today, I would run them through a CPA, a, a qualified tax expert, um, or an accountant before you do them for you personally. So every one of yeah. these, you know, some will apply, some won't. But I have a feeling out of the 10 that we're going to share today that you are going to uh, find one or two of them that actually will save you a thousand or two in taxes. So this next 30 minutes that we're going to go through this, I don't know if it's going to take that long, but it is going to take a while, is worth about, you know, a thousand an hour. <laughs> yeah. So we'll, I would I would definitely stay tuned because you will see some ideas that we're going to give you that are, that are good ones. And for those watching online, you should be able to jump to the chapters. So if you want to just quickly see which of these looks like they apply, just jump jump down into that. So. That's a new thing I didn't know you could do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. All right. It's fancy. <laughs> so one of the things that is important uh, before we get to the strategies is to understand the standard deduction that all of us uh, receive, whether mm-hmm. we're married, single, or a head of a household. Right. And let me define the head of a household. That's, that's okay. somebody that would not be married but maybe has a child. Okay. Gotcha. So they, okay. So, so they have a dependent. All right. So for 2022, the standard deduction – for a, a single filer, um, not married, is $12,950. That means that you get that deduction right off the right off the bat, I guess. I'm trying yeah. to yeah. yeah. If that's the right term to say, okay. The 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 the, the next uh, for a married couple, that standard deduction is $25,900 for this year. So that's much higher. Of course, it's going to be, you know, double basically what a single filer, mm-hmm. and then the head of a household is nineteen thousand four hundred. Like you said, so say like single mom or dad with a dependent. Right. Correct. Yeah. And taxpayers who are uh, at least sixty-five years old or are blind. It was interesting okay. in looking that up. Will be able to claim claim an additional. $1,400 in the standard deduction on top of these numbers that I just gave you. Uh, if you're uh, single or head of a household, it's $1,750. So, um, okay. plus even more, you can also declare even more if you happen to live in a disaster area, like, you know, Florida had the hurricane right. hit this year. So, if you had a qualifying disaster in your area, like a hurricane or a wildfire, like we always see happening in California or the yeah. West, you you can add more to that standard deduction. Now, this is important to know what this standard deduction is, because as we get into tax strategy number one, unless itemized deductions total more than the standard deduction, you don't even need to itemize. Right. It's just a waste of time. It, yep. Yes, it is. So... Um, we're going to go over these itemized deductions and how important it is 
that you understand what you can itemize and will total more than these initial numbers that I gave you. Garrett, if you would put that those initial numbers right up one more time so people can see that before we get into this. So if you see those numbers there, the first tax strategy, number one, for 2022, and this is a year-end strategy. you got to do these strategies before the year-end. So we're coming to you and giving this to you in November because yeah. you still got some time left to right. do these strategies. So go with that first one, Sean. Yeah. So the first one is lumping together itemized deductions that you can. So you want to lump as many of the qualified itemized deductions as you can into one year to get over that standard deduction threshold. And I mean, obviously try to do this, I guess, every other year at least. Well, it, it depends. And I was thinking about this for myself. Okay. Mm -hmm. So because that first one we've got is property taxes. Mm -hmm. All right. Mm -hmm. So the max that you can use towards the itemized deduction is $10,000 in property tax. Okay. Okay. Well, property taxes on my home are that much. Yeah. Already. So yeah. if I want Welcome to Texas. It, yeah. <laughs> where taxes are very high. Californians, yeah. they, they're moving here by the thousands. They get here and they go, oh my goodness, I never yeah. knew property taxes were that high. But they're very high in Texas. And uh, so it wouldn't make sense for me to lump my two together, right? Yeah. Now, now Bob, that's 10000 for the property filing jointly. So if you're single... It's 5000 Or you did married filing separately, it's 5000 Yeah. But... but um, Sean, I don't know what your property taxes are, but I don't. I don't think they're ten thousand. No, they're thirty five hundred. Okay, so so for you, it wouldn't make sense to pay your property tax twice in one year, right? Because that'd be eleven thousand. You'd get to claim ten of that eleven. Right. Right. All right. I hope that, I hope this makes sense to our listening audience. Yeah. So um, so what you're saying on the uh, trying to lump them together every other year, depending on the situation. So in my case, since I'm barely over that 10000 that I'm allowed for the property tax, mm -hmm. it doesn't really help much to, to go with the itemized deductions versus the standard deductions because it's just not enough, right? It, correct, correct. Yeah. But, but there's other things that you can add on top of that. Gotcha. Okay. So, so you want to pay your property taxes mm -hmm. on January 1st and December 31st, mm -hmm. okay? And what I mean by that is for you, Sean, let's take 2022. Okay. You pay your property taxes on January 1st of 2022, and you pay your 23 property taxes on December 31st of 2022. Right. Okay. Okay. So it would it, that's going to give you – now you've got to add on top of that to get above your standard deduction. Right. And the things that you can add on top of that would be mortgage interest. Right. Now, okay. you can't lump some of your market mortgage interest two years into one, but uh, the mortgage Because it's only interest, once paid. That's correct. Yeah. Right. So – Let's say your mortgage interest was another $10,000. Now you're up to $20,000 that's getting close to that standard deduction. Right, right. On top of that, if you're a tither and you know you have $100,000 income and you're giving $10,000 to the church, now you're at $30,000. That's $10,000. Right. So, so 10, now 000. just from really, I guess you'd say those three things. Those three the things. Mortgage interest, the paying both years of property tax mm -hmm. in the same year, and the charitable, charitable giving, you're already over the standard deduction. So now yeah. it makes sense. Yeah. Okay. But, the, but next year, if you did that for 2023, you, you wouldn't get to that. Yeah. Above that, because you paid your taxes 
for 2023. Right, right. I don't think 31st. 2024, maybe early. But yeah. it doesn't really matter right. at that point. Right, yeah. So th- it's real important how you look at your itemized deductions. And that's why I'm spending, I knew this would take some time. Yeah. And you have other deductions on top of this. Like I know y'all had a, a baby this last year. Yep. And you can take 7.5% of your income, depending on what you spend on the, the, on the, on the health cost. And um, seven and a half percent of that against your your adjusted gross income, and we're going to get into that here in right. a minute. Okay? okay, but that can go towards so your that, itemized. That would be deduction. another one to keep in mind then of the standard deduction versus the itemized. Is did you have a new addition to the family? You're right. So yeah. Okay. So there's we're going to go to the second year in tax strategy for 2022, which is maxing out your qualified plans. So this, for example, maxing out your contributions to your qualified retirement plan at work. So maybe your employer has a 401k, mm-hmm. 403b, 457, TSP plan. There's a bunch of different ones. So you want to make sure you max max out your contributions to those before the end of the year. And they all have the same rules, basically. The 401k, 403b, 457, yeah. TSP. They they all have the exact same rules of the amount that you can put into them. Yeah. Now, this is the number one strategy I see that people don't do. Mm-hmm. We've got your typical earner making seventy to a hundred thousand a year. Okay, um, your forty-year-old making this much, yeah. and they're putting three percent of their salary into their four hundred one k. Yeah, and that's it. So they're putting three thousand mm-hmm. in. 3, and 4, it's 000. also common because, depending on the employer, it's you know on average anywhere from three to six percent for a match. Match. So that's why for a lot of people they just do whatever the match is. Yeah, but, but you can do more. <laughs> yeah, well, a lot more. A lot more, and you know, like you said, this is something that we have clients say and save thousands of dollars on their taxes by doing this because. Well, number one, we need to be, most of us need to be saving more towards our retirement Mm -hmm. anyway. Right. And for 2022, you can contribute up to $20,500 towards a 401k, 403b, the federal thrift savings plan. Plus, if you're 50 or older, Mm -hmm. you can do another $6,500 on top of that. Now, for a lot of people, $20,500, and especially if you have the $6,500 on top of that, you know, a lot of people, that's not 3%. That's more than 3%. Oh, a whole lot more. Right. But you could put that a full amount. that still reduces your taxable income. That's right. You can put that full amount. So Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that some people might say, I put 3,000 and I don't have any more money to put in. But if you do, maybe if you had 10,000 more, that 10,000, if you're in a 20% effective tax bracket, yeah. Okay. You've just saved $2,000 in taxes. We've just made this program worth it to you. Yep. Okay. You you, uh, got all your money back on the investment. Which was free to watch this, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. but uh, that's that's an example, and um, I meet a lot of uh, individuals that are fifty-five to sixty or sixty-five yeah. that do need to max out their plans, and they're just nowhere near that twenty-seven thousand yep. dollars that they can put in. That's on yeah. their side, and then the that's not saying the employer's going to match that right. much, right? But they're they're just only now, a percentage. One not catch, if you will. But one thing just to keep in mind is. For a lot of people, they may be contributing to, or are you listening, watching, may be contributing to your 401k as a Roth contribution, Mm -hmm. not as a, you know, tax, uh, a tax deduction. Thank you. Yeah, traditional, uh, more uh, traditional type contribution. So obviously, if you did this full, you know, 27,000, but you were contributing as a Roth, 
Yeah. It's not going to save your taxes now. So mm-hmm. just kind of throw that out there. Make sure yeah. make sure you know how you're contributing. And I have my opinion uh, opinion on Ross, and I'm not going to share that right now. But okay, yeah. We'll it, save that for it, another It can program. be a favorable and a negative opinion yeah. on, on both. Okay. Year-end tax strategy number three for 2022. Large year-end gifts to charities. Give a large year-end gift to your charity before the end of the year, or you can fund a donor advice fund if you don't want to give that all to the charity right now, mm-hmm. and that's a tax deduction. Yeah. Also, lump your charitable giving into one year if you can. Right. And that's Again, a, a lot of these are if you can. So. Because that's going to add on top of your itemized deductions. Mm-hmm. All right. So, and, for example, similar to the property tax scenario mm-hmm. that – if you want, if you can, if you can afford it within mm-hmm. your cash flow, whatever you would normally give to the charity or the church in the current year, do that plus what you would give the next year. That's correct. That way you can get those deductions for the end of the higher. year. Mm-hmm. And if you say, well, I don't want to give that off to the church right now, like I say, you could use a donor advice fund, mm-hmm. and then the donor advice fund could give it month by month. Yeah, or so a little slower, slower over time. Right. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is it's the same thing, but you're saving a lot on taxes. Yeah. That could be worth for a a hundred thousand dollar income earner or two hundred thousand again, that could this, this is another two or three thousand dollars in tax savings. Yeah. I mean, so far some of the things I've mentioned, we're we're up to seven or eight thousand dollars in tax savings yeah. already. And we're at tax strategy yeah. number two. And when you're three. talking about the gifts to charities and churches, I mean it's money that you were planning on giving anyway. So why not do it now? Mm-hmm. Whether it's a lump sum or the charitable gift annuity, because either way, you still get to deduct the full amount. Now, I'm scared about this next tax strategy, Sean, because I know y'all are looking at a car now, you know. So, <laughs> uh-huh. so number four is sales tax. Buy that new car if you need one. Now, we, we've been looking at buying a car yeah. for a while. It still hadn't worked out yet, but yeah. we're doing our very best to remain diligent and not get emotional and fall into the, I just want it now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, I know y'all been looking a very, very long time, and, and I'm proud of you that you've really taken your time and not let your emotions get involved yeah. in it because that and can get so involved. And we're in definitely it. looking at the new car, not just for this strategy number what, four, and this but, just but also used car prices have been crazy for a while. Yeah, so. yeah. And, yeah. and um, <laughs> so this applies towards a, a new car. And this so the sales tax that you pay on that car, and cars are so expensive today, forty yeah. or $50,000, that sales tax is deductible, but you, in a state like California where you have a uh, property, I mean, um, income tax. Yeah. If you have an income tax, the income tax can be deductible towards your federal tax, but you can't take sales tax and income tax in my, gotcha. in yeah. my uh, research. Okay. Gotcha. All right. So for, for those of us in a, in a state like Texas or, or other states that don't have a state income tax, well, yeah, use, use the sales tax and deduct that. All right, so we're nearly halfway through our 10 tax strategies. A year in tax strategy number five for 2022 is maxing out your HSA or your health savings account if you haven't mm-hmm. done that. That's a pure deduction right on the very front of, yep. of, your, of your tax return. Um, the amount that you can put into a health savings account this year for an individual is $3,650. Um, or if you're a family, you could put $7,300 into an HSA plan. And if you're above 55, add There's another $1,000. Add another 1000 yep. on that. So so that's that's good. And the good news is these, these numbers are going up again next year. Yeah. yeah. Well, and also what's great is, is the money you're putting into that, it's uh, unlike 
man, it feels sometimes like the insurance premiums you pay every month just feels like a waste. Well, mm-hmm. at least with the health savings account, the money that you're putting into that, you then get to use for medical expenses. Towards your deductibles. Yeah, right. towards your deductibles. So, so whatever it is, it, at least this is money that you're, you're not just kind of throwing to the insurance company, yeah. but you, you actually get to use it. So and it's, it's a deduction and, it's, and you get to use it. That's that's correct. And you can use that for things like uh, uh, even a chiropractor or yep. going to your dentist. Yep. Okay. Yep. All right. So that's the first five. So now let's get to your in-tax number, number six, six, medical procedures. Yeah, so get, go ahead and get the those elective or mandatory medical procedures done before the end of the year, if possible. So for example, eyes, maybe just getting new glasses or corrective surgery, maybe something for your teeth, you know, for dental. Uh, maybe you've been putting off those hearing aids. I said, maybe you've been putting off those hearing aids, <laughs> you know, things like that. Got mine so, right here. <laughs> yeah, Bob, making sure Bob's working. Okay. <laughs> but you may only deduct the amount of your total medical expenses that exceed 7.5% of your adjusted gross income. Now, Bob, right. can you maybe re-say that again, but in yeah. a way our listeners can understand? Well, I'll say it slowly, okay? Yeah. You can only deduct the total medical expenses that exceeds seven and a half percent of your gross income. Okay. Right. Gross income is a hundred thousand. I always okay. use that. It's a nice even number. It's a nice okay. easy number. Yep. So, so $7,500, your medical expenses are not going to be deductible for that first 7,500. Right. You've got to basically get, like a standard that. medical deduction almost. Correct. Right. So unless it's more than that, there isn't anything to deduct. Uh, I'm going to ask Garrett, if you'll put what we have in our notes here, the, uh, there's a, uh, website, on the, the irs.gov yep. and and forward slash tax topics tc502 he'll put that up here up there so you can see that and you can go to that and that tells you about the medical procedures because yep. it really is very very detailed yep. and i thought that would be good all right we're getting to number seven all right. business equipment so if you own a business buy any necessary business equipment you're going to need or we're thinking about upgrading to in the near future before the end of the year. So so by December 31st. So for example, like for us in a regular office building, computers, <laughs> uh, new copier, copiers, office furniture, furnishings, can almost say that word. Yeah. Even business automobiles. Yep. So all those types of things are deductible then for 2022. And you know, I'm a so, big believer in this one. Yep. A yep. big, big believer. I remember, I, uh, I remember growing up, my, my dad, who was in mining and excavation, okay. went, you know, site prep, and now he's still doing farming. But I remember every year he would talk about how many uh, tires he bought because they knew they were going to use them. But when mm-hmm. you're using big, big equipment like that, yeah. those tires can add up real quick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so, so while this doesn't apply to the majority of listeners, those that are business owners, it does apply. Yep. And definitely use this tax strategy. It's a great tax strategy, yeah. and I've been using it for years. And that applies, Bob, even you don't have to have a whole bunch of employees. I mean, if you're self-employed, right? you know, and you mostly work as an independent contractor for companies, there's still stuff. I mean, you if you wanted to get that new computer working at home, uh, I mean, there's a lot of things you can we're, still do. Right here, we're, so, we're, we're, we're going over yep. this, you know, my Dell computer right here. I'm not trying to advertise for them, but <laughs> but I've been, this is about a four or five-year-old computer, and it's going to be time for an upgrade soon. Yeah. And so, you know, I make, I'm not going to, but you could consider yeah. upgrading to your new laptop that you yep. carry with you. So All let's right? get into number eight, All right. tax loss harvesting, especially... 20, this year so far in 2022, because oh, we've been in a bear market. Yeah. So now's the time to do that. Uh, th- that Im- that involves looking at your holdings and selling them off. So you have a paper yep. loss. Now, if you do that, 
Because markets move so fast. Yeah. Again, I've what we are as we're sitting here yeah. in the last two days, the market's gone up five percent. Yeah, you know, three yesterday and it's going up two right now. Yeah, you know, who knows what it's going to close at today? Exactly. But that's an example. So if you do exit the market, get get back in immediately. Right to something so, else. So in this not case, we're not we're not saying to sell your investments to take those to realize those losses. So you have them on paper and just sit in cash, right? Because then you're running the risk of the markets moving up and losing and, you're, and you missed out on that opportunity. Right. So you're selling it, but you need to move into something different mm-hmm. for at least that thirty. Or is it? It's thirty. Thirty. Well. Make it or 31. You make it 31 to be You safe. want to make it safe, yeah. make it 32 days. So exactly. if you have a holding you really like and you're looking at a paper loss right now, sell it. Go into a, a kind of a like-kind holding. Not exactly the same. you got to be right. careful because there's some IRS rules here. And I would, again, talk to your uh, qualified tax accountant, tax yeah. professional about this. But you can go out of that security for at least 32 days and then come back in. But I would go into – a security that responds the same to the markets yeah. so that yeah. you don't miss out on the upswing. Yeah. Of the so, market. so for example, if you're mostly equities, you know, you're mm-hmm. an aggressive or, or aggressive growth type of a fund and you're in 98% stocks, mm-hmm. don't sell all of your stock positions for a loss and move into a bunch of fixed income. Yeah. Or, or, they're not or bonds because that's same. not going to function the same. So that's the main thing is don't buy the same thing, but you want to buy something at least a similar asset class. And now you have that paper loss mm-hmm. that you can use towards future gains. Yep. For when you're rebalancing and and those are those carry over. Too. Yeah. So now you could take up to three thousand dollars in one year if you don't have anything to go against it. But you know if you have a paper loss on paper, say thirty thousand dollars. And you had gains of thirty thousand. They they yeah. go against one another. There's, there's no tax due on that yeah. gain because you had a, the loss that went against it. Yep. So they're really good to kind of put that in your bank right now, right. especially during a bear market. So that was track strategy number eight. And just and a couple that, more to that go. Thirty-one day. We'll technically wait thirty-two to be yeah, safe. Yeah, I like the, to wait thirty-two. The reason for that too, which is very important for for everyone tuning in, is that if you don't hold something else for at least that minimum time, then it becomes a wash sale and whatever the tax losses that you incurred, they, they get washed out. You don't get to use them. You don't get to use them. The so, IRS won't let you use them. Yep. That's right. So number nine. Number nine. RMDs directly to charity. Now this is an interesting one because we do have a lot of clients that do this. Yes, so we when do. they so for IRAs that you get to age seventy two Mm-hmm. And you got to start doing your required minimum distributions because mm-hmm. government Uncle Sam wants his tax money. Yeah. So when you get to that point, if you don't actually need that money for income, you have different options. You can you could take the money and you could put it back in a, a different investment account or a different account. You don't right. have to technically spend it. But, but the other option, but you'll you pay tax that. on it. Yeah. So the other option, if you really don't need it, but you have to take it, you can take it as a Qualified Charitable Distribution, or QCD. Mm-hmm. So now, the benefit to that is you don't pay tax on it. You still meet that requirement, required minimum distribution, mm-hmm. and it goes to a charity of your choice. Right. So it's 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 nice. Well, I, I, mean, tell, I actually tell our uh, age 72-year and olders that don't need the RMD to live on to use their RMD for their tithe towards their church. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because if you take it as cash and then tithe it, it right. may not be deductible. Right. Because it's, it's got to get above, again, the standard exactly. deduction. Yeah. Okay. 
So it's a it's it's a great great thing to do, um, and you can really give a lot. If it doesn't just have to be in your RMD, you can go up to a hundred thousand dollars per person, right? If you wanted to. Now there are a if couple. You're, if you're that couple, charitable, <laughs> yeah. There's a couple clarifications on that. So obviously the charity it has to be a qualified five hundred one c three organization. That's correct. That's right. So you can't just say it's charity, right? Uh, the other thing is you can't also take the charitable deduction. So no double dipping, right? Yeah, because so, so it's gone Bob, to the charity. You can't take that as a deduction. Right, now. exactly. So it's that that's what you mean by the double dip, right. right? That's correct. Yeah. Okay. That's right. All right. We're down to our last one. And you know, this is a real big one with me. Okay. Number 10, income timing. So think strategically about income payouts if possible. Mm-hmm. Consider delaying income until next year if it's really high this year and you don't think it will be next year. Mm-hmm. So remember, this is a year-end tax strategy, and it's really only a good idea if you think your income will be lower next year. So, Bob, maybe you give us an example. Well, I'm going to give you an example. Me personally, yeah. all right? Um, I could have delayed my income last year, but but I would – I, I kind of knew a bear market was coming because we've been in a bar market, bull market for so long. So there's an example of timing income because in a in a bear market, my income is going to be lower. Right. In a bear market, it's gonna it's gonna be. I mean, in a bull market, it's gonna be higher. Yep. Well, another example with this would be a retiree. Mm-hmm. So a retiree has a a big bonus coming at the end of this year, and he's going to retire in April of next year and his income's right. gonna be much lower. Right. Okay. He needs to ask his company, can I delay this bonus until twenty twenty three? Right. Instead of right now. Right. Because then it's gonna even your income out. Because the remember the the one thing you're trying to do is to keep yourself from going into higher tax brackets. Remember, right. the more you make, the more the government wants. Yep. Contrary to popular belief that the wealthy don't pay their fair share, that is a pure lie. All right. Yep. We it, it it all you gotta do is look at any tax table yep. and you know the more you make, the higher percentage you pay. As an example, you'll take somebody that makes a hundred thousand, their tax burden may be ten thousand dollars or fifteen. Okay. Yeah. You take somebody that makes four hundred thousand, their tax burden's not four times that amount, it's like eight times that amount. Yep. And I can say is because uh, I I handle you know bookkeeping and everything for the, right. for the business here, and so part of that kind of falls into helping you with your taxes. And I don't really want to even mention the taxable amount, but I can tell you the pe- people that make more money pay not just percentage wise, but just across the board they pay more taxes. So yeah. so don't listen when you hear median politicians talk about oh the wealthy don't pay their fair share. No no, they pay their fair share, your fair share, my fair share plus everybody else's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Yeah, so that 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 income timing is really that's a really great tip and that's something again especially if you have someone who's looking at retiring next year or just based on what's going on with the business it, mm-hmm. you know maybe they're in in a, more of a sales position and they just don't see that it's going to be as good the next year mm-hmm. and you got that bonus coming yeah ask your employer hey can you pay me in january except the employer so, might want the deduction they might yeah so but that's a discussion day. to have with the employer <laughs> right and and so we've gone over these 10 strategies and all these uh need a lot of advice to go with them you don't just Take what we said today at face value. Get with a certified financial planner or or a tax your your accountant or tax professional. Yep. And look at each one of these for your individual situation. We are here to help you with this. We're not. We do have a CPA. 
mm-hmm. uh, on board now. But um, I'm not going to recommend any of these strategies for you until, unless I were they talk to you personally yeah. and know your your financial situation. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. Because again, as we said for all of these, these are options. They may not all apply. Yeah. But we have a feeling that if you're if you're watching or listening to this, that Probably a couple of them will apply, but just you still need to look at your individual situation. And we're here to help. During business hours, you can give us a call at 830-609-6986. You can also text that number, yep. or you can go on our website to christianfinancialadvisors.com. Yep. Thanks again for joining us, and God bless. We invite you to listen to all of our past episodes covering many financial topics from a Christian perspective. To make sure you don't miss any of Bob's upcoming episodes, you can subscribe to Christian Financial Perspectives on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or Amazon Music. To learn more about integrating your faith with your finances, visit ChristianFinancialAdvisors.com or call 830-609-6986. Investment advisory services offered through Christian Investment Advisors, Inc., DBA Christian Financial Advisors, also known as Christian Financial Advisors Management Group, a registered investment advisor. Comments from today's show are for informational purposes only and not to be considered investment advice or recommendations to buy or sell any company that may have been mentioned or discussed. The opinions expressed are solely those of the host, Bob Barber, and his guests. Bob does not provide tax advice and encourages you to seek guidance from a tax professional. While Christian Investment Advisors believes the information to be accurate and reliable, we do not claim or have responsibility for its completeness, accuracy, or reliability.